Hello and welcome to Elite Rugby Banter, the podcast about rugby. I'm your host Adam, coming to you from Joburg, and today I'm joined by Ben. Emeritus, how are you, Ben? Um, well, thank you, Adam. How are you? you? I'm good. Yeah, I can't complain. Monday's out the way, so a uh, lot of lot of, lot of the work's week is done. How's your Monday? Yeah, it was good. Uh, we have a we have a public holiday this Friday, so oh, nice. in my head I was like telling myself it was a Tuesday. So, oh nice, good idea. Mm. Yeah, we've we've actually had a, we've had a great sequence of public holidays. Like these last, I think our first one was on like twenty. I don't know, but basically we had like we had a Monday public holiday. Then we had a no no sorry we had a Friday public holiday. Then that next week we had a Thursday public holiday. Then we had a Monday public holiday. Now this week we have a Friday public holiday. So they've really they've fallen really nicely this year. I mean, what what is this that it sounds like it's Easter but it's not? What is yeah, like the so French Mauritian version of it Easter? Was Kav- it was it was Kavadi, which is um, which is a Hindi festival. Yeah. Then it was uh, the Emancipation of Slavery. Uh, okay. Then it was, um, what was it? Oh, there was one other, and now this Friday's Chinese New Year. Oh, don't, yeah, I forgot Chinese New Year's this week. Yeah, so Mauritius we get, like, so basically each religion, I think, could choose, like, three holidays. Fair. And then everyone, and then there are a few, like, uh, Mauritian National Day and stuff, which everyone gets. So actually no, I think the only I think the only kind of no, it's not really Buddhist, but we just get Chinese New Year. I don't think we get any other days related to that side of the world. Yeah. Fair enough. I mean, Matt, uh, how are you? Don't, I'm, don't... I'm alright. I mean, a little jealous of Ben getting that many holidays. I mean, technically I don't work every day, but still, a little jealous. Can I can I tell you about my great boat trip on Sunday? Please do the one. Okay, yes. so I, we got in the boat, and like straight away, we saw some turtles. Nice. Nice. Then, um, then we like, no, uh, we just go to this fishing spot, because our mate caught a lot of fish there the other day. And at the, by the fishing spot, we saw a ray, which is pretty cool. Then, um, then I caught a fish. And then on the way home, we saw dolphins. Nice. Oh, it's cool, eh? Sorry, Adam doesn't seem to appreciate it. Sorry, Adam. Uh, they, it's pretty cool. I just, I, I, I've seen dolphins, you know. Okay, and were you not happy? Did you tell no one when you saw dolphins? Uh, no, they just sometimes I swim past on the just my my parents' house. Uh, they have a little a little hamlet on the Eastern Cape coast, and every now and then you sit in the stoop and you can watch the sea and see the dolphins come past. Oh, but so like, like, these were like these were like swimming with the boat and stuff, Adam. Oh no! No, no, they did. This was not a free willy experience. So no, they they did not. Yeah. My experience was subpar. I was thinking about throwing James in for an authentic uh, Mauritian experience, but they had decided it would probably be frowned upon to throw a two-year-old in to the water with wild dolphins. Don't they get a bit touchy-feely, as far as I know? Oh no, I've never tried to jump in. They're big, hey? Like, you don't... Obviously, they're different species, but these ones, I reckon, were weighing probably like 150 kgs, maybe? Nice. 
Um, all right. Not no. Thanks for the story, Ben. It's appreciated. Yeah. You know? I like it. I like a good boat story. Yeah. Yeah. Um, speaking of boats, someone who's no longer having to go in the boat if he's bored is Brandon Thompson. Apparently, he's been signed by the Sheeters. Uh, and apparently, it, the fact that signing him illustrates their resilience in the player market despite their challenges. Who? Brad Thompson? Uh, Brandon Thompson, yeah. Who's, who's Brandon Thompson? Um, he's the 25 year old fly half who was on Monday officially unveiled as the central franchise slayer Sansa signing with Tian Skirman. He went to Bath. Uh, he's got a two year contract. He was considered a prodigy at Played Craven Week for the Pumas, made the SS school side in 2013. He went to Province. Uh, he, he started the boots of the Junior Burning Springboks 2015 and a 20 championship. But he found opportunities very difficult at the Stormers uh, behind Rotti Duplessis, Robert Dubrea, and David Willemser. He went to the Glasgow Warriors. Um, he kept getting injured, so he didn't get a permanent deal. So, uh, so now he's like the cheaters. So he could have been playing this weekend, is what we're saying. Could have. Could have, yeah. Yeah, yeah if, if not for a few injuries, he would have, he would have been... You would have been helping do one. Yeah. Um, moving on swiftly, apparently. I mean, acquiring... you ignored the the more important mm-hmm. signing at the Cheetahs. The jackpot. Yeah. The fact that he that he had started. Adam doesn't like him because he made him lose the retroactive fantasy league. No, no, that's mostly why I've got to keep reminding, remembering <laughs> to bring him up. Yeah, well, I'm 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 happy for for jackpot. What, what more do you want me to say? But 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 why was it, I thought he was sort of intended to retire. Yeah, he's on like a by the looks of it, he's also not on like a proper contract. They're like, cool, train for like two months and we'll let you know. Or like the thing Josh Joss or so. Essentially, it's like yeah, train for two months and then maybe you can play with us. That's weird because he he's not, you know, I don't think he was as good as the hype he created, but he wasn't bad like. Yeah. Who knows? Oh, Who can sure. say? Guys, I've just I've just ironed over an ant by mistake. Oh Christ! So it's not smeared across your. No, it the... just it, it kind of just it came out quite easily. Oh, you tortured you, you you tortured an ant. That's not great. No, it was a mistake, Adam. I wouldn't just kill an ant. That's horrible. Uh, or an ant lake. Ha 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 ha. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. No, that, that's really bad. Um. Terrible. Yeah, terrible. sorry. Uh, what isn't as terrible, JP Peterson? He's retired after a stellar career. He he won the World Cup when he was 21, hey? Didn't realize he was that young. He, uh, he's always looked the same age, like since he started. Pretty much, yeah. He's, he played, and he played 70 tests for the box. No, but like, I was quite a. Because he had. Him and Habana both had good longevity for a wing. <sighs> I feel like Cabana lives on his reputation for the last couple of seasons, eh? Yeah, I would say probably 70 caps. Was, actually, saying that, I would say probably 70 caps was when Habana should have let go, and probably 50 caps was when JP Peterson should have let go. Yeah, pretty much. But I mean, it's obvious you can't tell sportsmen, no, don't do what you love. No, fuck. Like, if the coach is picking them, like, it's not their fault. Fuck. Yeah. Right, exactly. But he's retired. He's taken up a position within the Sharks structure. 
and be coaching at junior age group level. Someone who who's still very much playing, Derek Hogart, he's weighing <laughs> up, weighing, weighing whether up whether he comes to the Bulls or British citizenship. Apparently, I thought uh, he was going to go play NFL. No, acquiring British citizenship is reportedly a factor playing on his mind. Derek Hogart because... or Francois Hogart? This is Derek. Oh, no, Derek sorry, was trying out. Oh, sorry, Francois. Oh. Francois, Francois. Francois. Cracky okay, Francois. Okay. Sorry. Of regards to newspaper reports, they said that while the negotiations between Hochart and the Bulls have gone well, he hasn't put pen to paper. He's got 46 tests as well. He's thinking about staying in Europe for another year to try to get British citizenship, which he could obtain at the end of the 2021 season. If he's been there since 2016, I don't, he, couldn't, he doesn't have citizenship. They're looking, he's looking to get permanent residency. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, He's not done it. Very smartly. similar. Yeah, the Bulls are just kind of saying, make up your mind, because Ivan Van is leaving. So, you know, figure that shit out. Yeah, I, I don't... Like, obviously, it's it's working for the Bulls at the moment, this sort of, um, you know, kind of buy-your-team buy approach. But I, I don't think it's positive to bring an oak like that back into South Africa, I mean, like... No. Neither do I. Like a few, a sprinkling of experienced, experienced yeah, no, like, like, like I, do, I do think there's, I do think there's sort of a balance, but hmm. I don't know. Like I feel he, he'll just get in the way of a, of a young player. Let's say that. Mm. Um, not a young player, but a key one. Peter Stephen Toy, he's recovered from several operations, and is ready to train again. He, he told report. That that uh, he, he managed his six appearances in 2020, but he's ready. He had a hematoma in his leg, and the, it developed into acute compartment syndrome. But and then like it cost him his... Lose his leg or something? Yes. He yeah. got Dr. House. He was like essentially the same thing that happened to House. <laughs> <laughs> but I've, thought, I've always thought with House, it was always mental. Like No, but like the, that thing that fucked up his leg... Yeah, wasn't that mental? I mean, his leg no, was no, fucked up. No, like he had a hematoma, like a blood clot in his leg that like killed off like a bunch of the muscle and all that around there. Like they got to Peter Steff like before the muscle died off, thankfully. But he pretty much had maybe, the same maybe thing. Maybe because he just had more muscle. Yeah, they were just, they were just maybe like <laughs> their, their, their team doctor just is a fan of house. So it's like, oh shit, I've seen this before. <laughs> was it lupus? Yeah, <laughs> he's like, you know, well, look, it's never lupus on a rugby field, at least. It's just concussion. Yeah. Um, yeah, but after multiple surgeries, the hematoma has dissipated, and he had a quadricep muscle injury that's also made a full recovery. Um, and he's been running at full pace without pain or complications. That's the one good thing about the slowdown with rugby. I mean, it's mostly been bad, but like certain players who are walking wounded, they've had a proper chance to recover. Yeah, yeah I, because... I, feel, I feel like a guy like Peter Steff was probably carrying quite a bit of just damage anyway, just because mm. the way he plays. Yeah. So, so probably that amount of time out the game is probably good because, you know, like probably his shoulder, which just hypothetically, it's not injured, but, you know, it could do with some rest sort of thing. Yeah, like all his tendons are like five to snapping and like just yeah. taking like nine months off now and seen it that they sort of all regrow. Yeah, yeah, that that sort of side of they could have you know, added a bit of longevity to his career. Mm. Yeah. Someone who's switching careers, uh, Tuivasa Sheck, excuse me, Roger Tuivasa Sheck, 
uh, his deal with New Zealand rugby was confirmed on Saturday, leaving the New Zealand Warriors in league and go across to Auckland and the Blues. Uh, he won't be featuring in uh, Super Rugby um, Aratoa this time round, but he will be back. He'll be will be playing in Metro Ten. There was a third party deal that apparently helped sponsor that. And then next to it, uh, New Zealand rugby. That was just he, that guy's a wing. A fullback league I don't know, I'm not quite sure how that, that translates though okay that's good because New Zealand is really shit outside back so like, I'm glad he's there yeah like yeah. That, what's exactly what they need another back and and Italian Anasatura says that uh, Tui Vasa's Sheik is a freak so we'll see what happens but Caleb uh, a freak Will Jordan's a freak Riccioni's a freak Mark yeah. is a freak like yeah no are plenty like I don't know. Well, for drafts, we will be spoiled for choice. No, but outside backs. You said that, but like it's also cuck because we've got so many choices. Like, who's actually starting? Well, Jordan. I mean, is he? Is he really starting though? There's Havili back of injury. You don't think they want to give Havili some time? Did you not? Did you not see they were training Will Jordan in the non-starting pants the other day? You know, the it's, differently colored uh, from everyone else's pants. I will not let you. Look, it's very unlikely I'm going to have first pick in the draft. If if you have the best name, would you choose first, Adam? No, that's a very long way away from your second and third picks. Oh, your third picks. Instantly. Yeah, your th- your third picks were right there by your second pick. Yeah, yeah, that's why I said second and third, one after the other oh, guys. Oh, like second and third. Okay. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Oxford, yeah. But we'll see. I'm pretty confident with my name this year. It's not shit. The men in black are Yeah, I, I don't think it's like Hollenbach girl vibes that Alex Warren's beat has. That that was quite good. Um, but it's fine. I think it's a good six out of ten effort. So yeah. Hello. Okay. Well, mo- moving on. What, who, um, when was it? You've been aerated. That was me. Uh, was oh. Um, Rugby. They're looking at selling 15%, I think, to private equity firm US Silver Lake, uh, with an offer being 465 million. I think it's US New Zealand dollar. So, the it's about private equity. So we'll see what happens. I think it's a done deal though. New Zealand will sell to private equity. It's just a question of when. And apparently these these guys said there's like 60 million all black fans of which, you know, we can make connections with and blah blah blah. So we'll see. Okay, that should be fun. fun. Oh. So they're, they're just basically like, copying the sharks like... model. Yeah, pretty much. Except, so I think the deal is a bit bigger. Than they're the paying sharks. Like, they're paying like eight dollars a fan. Yeah, I mean, it's nice to quantify exactly what your um, fans are worth to you as a as, as a thing. <laughs> each fan is worth worth exactly eight dollars because that's how much they each person spends on average on New Zealand rugby on a hot dog. Yeah. Well, do you think, uh, do you think okay. they spend more, but the amount the amount's been lowered because they've got to give away all that free KFC in the stadiums. <laughs> the actually New Zealand rugby runs at a date loss. The only profitable business is KFC. <laughs> Oh fuck. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess we've got a wholesome story for you now. I mean, uh, Caleb Clark. Terrible the... yet. No, no, but this is proper wholesome though. 
Caleb Clark, who's you know, everybody admires his rugby abilities. Apparently, he was helping drunk festival guys get back on their feet. Um, he was at the. I'm sorry, I'm getting through all this stuff. What festival was he? He was at the Northern Base Festival. Uh, and the Red Frog organization, if you've been to music festivals, we even get them here in South Africa. What oh, really? did? Yeah, didn't you see the Red Frog? Uh, I saw the Opikopi, Rocking the Daisies, a few of the festivals no, back no, in the day no, when no. I was a young man. Uh, no, we I used appreciate to have them outside. Jokes. They used to be outside clubs in Cape Town. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Well, there you they'd go. They give, um, give you like hot chocolate and like judge you. Yeah, yeah I was going to say um, like, isn't this like some church behavior? Like, oh well, no, actually, actually no. I think that's hard. no. No, no, no. To be no, honest, I... a lot of them were just like I think it must actually be quite funny for them just bantering with drunk people. I I have lots of time uh, and I, 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 I didn't actually find them very preachy, so I was I was. And they fed they fed people open copy pancakes. Everybody was there getting pancakes, um, and they were just there apparently over just making sure people are safe. So I have plenty of time for the red frogs. I I, I didn't hear about them being pushy on the religious front at all. So good on them. Uh, doing what they've got to do. They're apparently a member of Clark's church, or Clark is a church of which that supports red frogs. The, the church and of Clark. The church of Clark. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he helped out some drunk people at these festivals. So as I said, he, he, he. I think in the article, didn't he say like Mackenzie and like a couple of other players were there? And he said that was good for him because then like not all the attention was on him. Like other guys were taking photos too. Pretty much. I mean, New Zealand. Were McKenzie and them there being red frogs or just being festival goers? Like festival. Well, that's the thing. He didn't specify. So I think just like standard festival goers, not actually red frogs. Well, as you said, it was pretty cool because I saw Jordy Barrett and Damien McKenzie as well. So all the spotlight just wasn't on me. If anyone ever came to me, I'd be like, bro, look, Jordy Barrett. And they'd be like, where, where? (laughs) (laughs) Jordy would be quite easy to spot Jordy be quite, quite easy to spot because not only is he tall but he's also been like the one sculling a beer like in like one hand each yeah um is there any other news um, I mean we've got the six nations I didn't watch any unfortunately but you guys you did the, oh you missed out on yeah from what I have the bits I saw they're pretty dumb yeah Oaks is just life life gets in the way so well, let's do that. So I guess it's going to Six Nations. I mean, which we've... game? But what, what happened in the Six Nations? So, you can tell me. Uh, France dipped Italy. France were looking really, really good, but Italy were just fucking nowhere though. Yeah, shame. Like you feel bad for Italy because they ma- they've been making good steps, like good progress, oh, like in various things. And then this game, the game, the game just came off the fucking rails. Yeah, it looks like like remember when the Springboks were like transitioning between defensive systems? Yeah. Like, they, it looks a bit like that. Like, France were just fucking breaking the line when they wanted was, to. DuPont was filthy, filthy, filthy. I think, yeah, there was a picture. I'm, I wonder if I can find it in the, for the group later. <laughs> the caption, impenetrable defensive structure. And it's the Italian defensive line set all, like, on the blind side. And the open side's got, like, two defenders. And there's, like, five fucking attacking Frenchmen on that side. Yeah, uh, I remember though about God. It must have been like maybe five or six years ago. Um, someone made a post in the in the ERB group, 
and they're complaining about Scotland. They're like, what the fuck? Scotland showed no improvement in the last 10 years. Bullshit. Like, why are they even here? What's the point of Italy? What's the point of Scotland? And now Scotland have just upped their game. So maybe if we slate Italy enough, they'll just become great. Do we want Italy to become great? Theresa is pretty much... But I don't, like... I don't know. I don't really care about Italy, to be honest. Yeah. Like, Scotland, at least, we care about now because half the squad's from here. Yeah, but Scotland at least have a bit of sort of chaos, don't no, they? No, no, definitely. But yeah, I think, yeah, this game, I don't know, I, this was one of the few that actually had proper highlights out by today that I saw. So I could, like, rewatch. And shame, yeah. No, you, no, but. You just feel bad. Re- but. Yeah, like, France, uh, France are looking good. Obviously, it's hard to say too much after playing Italy, but. Yeah especially considering the other results of the weekend. I think they're very much, you know, it's their kind of six nations to lose at this point. Yeah, because, well, the next one was England-Scotland. Yeah, so, Where did I you watch the one that? I watched the first half. I didn't watch the second half. But I saw, okay. I saw the results, at least. We can discuss that. Yeah, so Scotland's kicking game was so much better than England's. Like... Okay. All very contestable, turning turning the fullback, turning the wings, like really good. And then the weather obviously played a part, and it it wasn't it wasn't great. Yeah. But it's just like, like England were just fucking nowhere. Like Itojo was being uh, sad. Itojo. Classic. Like just kind I love of when he gets petulant. It's my favorite Itojo. Just moping like... around. Farrell was being mopey. Farrell. Like, honestly, I don't, I don't think Watson or May got the ball more than once or twice, sort of, from a, oh, well, there's from a, a backline. Because yeah, I mean, England did that thing we made fun of SA for doing and just kicking away every ball in their half. Yeah, but it's not, it's not just that. It's like, it wasn't like. Okay, obviously at the time, like I don't know if we fully understood, you know, Rossi seeing yeah. the world in seven D or whatever. I'm mean, just coming out to find that picture again. There's another. But picture like looking, well. looking back, looking back, South Africa's kicking game was very accurate. And then you know, you know, when it's explained, like you'd rather have a contestable kick than a kick the wing catches and runs back twenty meters. Yeah. So that was sort of the logic, but like. England's kicking game was it was like they're trying to do, it was like when they tried to do the midfield ball thing. Yeah. It was just like, you know, they kind of watched South Africa for like two minutes. Okay, we can do this sort of. We've got this. We played them once. We can do their move. Yeah, and then a few a few people saying, "Oh, England were England were undercooked and stuff." Maybe, but to be honest, that's that's their fault. Uh, I mean, like that's their, did they have any? They had a couple of. I mean, it's their fault for picking Saracens players at this point. I mean, yeah, but they've they should be playing training camp forever. They should be picking champions, uh, not championship players, but Premiership players. No, they players. should just pick Ealing Trailfinder guys. Oh fuck! Do you know who's playing for Ealing Trailfinders? <laughs> Bobby Devee. From oh, uh, your boy, notable Kings legend Bobby Devee is playing for wow. Ealing Trailfinders. It popped up on my timeline. I was like, fuck, that's dope. We should actually nice, mention huh? that result as well from this weekend. That Saracens we lost again. Yeah, but what context were they playing Ealing Trailfinders in? Maybe that's just how the league works, that they just play double up. Because the tweet I saw didn't say 
with what regards it was for. Like, and then I, I tried to get like a championship, like league table, and I couldn't find one. It only was giving me last year's one. So I wonder if these aren't just like warm up games. It's possible. Hmm. But anyway, let's go uh, back yeah. to the. the but the but anyway, sorry, sorry, not not to not to take away from Scotland. To be honest, I don't think Scotland were um, magnificent. Isn't, yeah, isn't this um, Scotland's like first win in, at Twickenham in like something like twenty something years or something stupid? Yeah, like twenty seven years. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, but, but I just saw all the Scots on Twitter were losing their fucking mind. No, but but I mean. For, for England, for Scotland to beat England, you would think England would have to have a nightmare, a which hmm. they sort of did. But then again, you know, they didn't get, they gave away 15, 20 penalties, whatever, but that's not. There was a, you know, there was a breakdown on stats. Like, but I think like by halftime was something stupid. Like, England had given away more penalties against Scotland than they had in, like, the previous two games combined or something. Like, they were yeah. just playing, like, by the first half, they were playing worse than they had in the previous two games combined. Yeah. But, but I mean, like, it wasn't... You know, I think... It wasn't a terrible game. Like, 15, yeah. yeah, you can give away about 15, 20 penalties and win a game. Yeah, no, definitely. Like, like, I don't think it's... Because it, they didn't get, say, like, Ireland. They didn't get, like, a first-half red card. Yeah. They they didn't, you know, lose their fly-off and their reserve fly-off within two minutes of starting the game. They, you know, like... Shit, didn't, it wasn't like, you know, everything completely unraveled. Yeah. Just a, just a few things rattled them. They were battling to kind of break the line. Scotland was standing up really well in defence. Mm. And England just, yeah, they just really couldn't couldn't answer what Scotland was giving but then again like, like I don't think Scotland you know they missed a few kicks they their kicking wasn't always super accurate mm. um, you know they, they knocked on the ball a few times bloody um, Finn Russell did that I don't know he tried to like I don't know body body slam ankle tap I'm not quite sure what's yeah, going like on there like everyone was like this wasn't a particularly impressive game by Finn Russell, but it was yeah, no, but, but it was yeah, good enough to no, put away England at this for this game. Stuart Hogg was really good. Yeah, but Hogg, I think Hogg's maybe the. Yeah, but that, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's not. It wasn't like it's like Scotland played well and England played badly, and then Scotland won. But in sort of years past, for Scotland to beat England, Scotland would have to you know, have the game of their lives. And basically something unlucky would have to happen to England. Yeah. Yeah, so, so I don't know. I think England has to have a think about a few things, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, so there was also an, think, another point I, I saw. Think, I, think I think their wings are too old. That could be it. There's another point, because the scrums were a little in Scotland's favour for most of the game, and... So obviously England's famously picked up Proudfoot, who I think has also said in an interview somewhere now that he's learned more in the last two months with Eddie Jones than he did the previous 18 months under Rassi. And that that's a bit of an egg on your face moment when you got dismantled by the other South African scrub coach in the Six Nations. So... Because the Scots are being coached by uh, Peter de Villiers. Not that Peter de Villiers. He's, 
the, coaching the other one, the other one who who coached or played for France. <laughs> maybe maybe what he's learned is the English props aren't that great. Yeah. So interest. Someone was saying um, apparently Eddie Jones doesn't believe in the idea of like a specialist scrum coach. So like. Proudfoot had to be like doing like ruck and mall coaching and line out coaching as well, which is apparently not his forte at all. So maybe that's what he's been learning, just like trying to upskill in areas that he didn't have skills in. Yeah, you know, he's like he's like learned what a two ball is. Yeah. <laughs> Shame. No, no, like um, yeah, but again, again, that's but that's sort of the thing. It's like okay, Scotland were good in the scrums and had the upper hand, but it yeah. wasn't scrum dominance. It wasn't mm-hmm. like the World Cup final. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's just all these, I don't know, like, uh, yeah, I think England needs to look inwards and kind of have a think about what they're about. Yeah, no, definitely. Okay, I think we should, now that we've made fun of England, or should we make fun of England harder for, because we sort of been nice about them. No, no, I, no. Let them, let them, let them have a have a have a week to recover and see what they bring. Is it next week or is it two weeks time next year? I don't know. Six Nations is always on like a weird fucking schedule. Yeah, I think it's two. I think it's two games by two games by one game. Does that make uh, sense? Yeah, I think so. I've been talking for like a few minutes, so Mike was off. Uh, I was like, why are they not talking to me? Why are they ignoring me? <laughs> because um, it's you. <laughs> I, I was gonna say, yeah, I was gonna say we should move on to Ireland Wales. Okay. Um. Yeah. Ben, they're playing this weekend. England are playing Italy, so yeah. ooh, it's gonna be a tight one for them. Yeah. Where? 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 Uh, at home, England. Oh yeah, England will probably edge it then. Yeah. Um. By th- England by three. Yeah, Ireland, Wales, obviously the, the two talking points are the Omani red card. Yeah. Which, yes, letter of the Lord's red card. Um, yeah, fuck. I don't know. It's going to be another I, one of those, I, I, oh, the red card ruined the game, whatever. But I don't think the red card ruined, ruined the game. No, so I think that the red card actually made this game more exciting because um, Ireland, Ireland were playing on more of a timeline. Because, you know, obviously mm. with like, with 14 players it's not like you can go through 30 phases because eventually you're going to end up outnumbered in Iraq you know so they they were sort of trying to force the line break a bit more so I think if anything this red card actually made this game a bit more exciting mm-hmm. on that tracks I'm, I'm happy with that yeah um, then yeah, James Lowe had a really good game I thought I'm, I'm impressed um, at how far your son's come along in the last couple of years. I was going to say, no, um, really, dodging really, tackles and all that really jazz. It under the high ball, I feel. Um, is it from uh, throwing him in at the, at the Dolphins? Is that what, what did it? Well, I didn't throw him in at the Dolphins. Imagine, Sorry, if if he, imagine how yeah, good he'd be. Then, you know, he'd be a top jumper there. Um, but yeah, but I, I felt Wales, and ultimately it was the right tactic, where they're just like, you know what? If we absorb enough pressure, mm. we're going to end up with an, you know, at some point they're not going to be able to man up. And it you know, ultimately worked for them. Like Ireland were, I thought they were quite disciplined on the whole, but they were forced to give away the odd penalty. She's saying Wales scored sort of six of their points before Ireland actually got that card. So. Yeah. 
Wales were probably actually, in terms of points per minute, they were probably more effective before they got the card. But yeah. Anyway, yeah, um, yeah, but credit, credit where credit due. Wales, it wasn't pretty, but they they managed to win a game which they should have won. So that's good. Oh, that's very good. And I'm, I was just wondering, there was something. Oh, I didn't see the really fucking cool. that fuck up. Yeah, the fuck up at the end. I missed that completely. What yeah, happened there? So it, he just so so Ireland had basically Wales had had the ball on like God, it must have been like seventy nine minutes, yeah. somewhere around there, and then the scrum half like it was a scrum, and the scrum half went blind. Okay. Okay. But then instead of carrying on running he like put a chip through put a not a chip like sort of a half grubber sort of you know the Argentinian grubber thing mm. and then it just went straight to the went straight to it wasn't James Lowe it was of someone whoever um, and then Ireland got it they kind of went through a few phases and then they ended up I think they got one penalty then they ended up getting another penalty probably about 30 meters out, I'd say. Yeah. And then, yeah, then Freddie, Bur and this was sort of 84 minutes or whatever, and then Freddie Burns just missed touch. That's what, okay, yeah. Because, like, everyone makes it, like, sound like he fucking binned it, but, I mean, I suppose we've, we're so used to Pollard missing touch that maybe that's why we're not too, like... Yeah, um, yeah, like, I away. think South Africans play a higher risk version, sort of, of rugby. Like, I, I feel like most Northern Hemisphere sides, the fly-off would have gained, like, two meters there. Yeah, well, that, so, that's yeah, the thing. Everyone was saying, like, right, you know, give him credit for actually trying to go for, like, the five-meter line-out then just kicking yeah. it up, like, on their halfway line and hoping for the best. Yeah, maybe he just didn't want to give himself a kick from the corner. He just thought he'd end it now. <laughs> Shame. As, our, as, our, as our Wales expert, Ben, how is their development? I think I think their defensive. I think it's hard to judge against 14 guys, to be honest. But their their defensive pattern seems to be a bit more stabilised a bit. So that's that's obviously a positive. Um, yeah, I just feel like they've never been massively threatening on attack, and that that sort of because normally you know Wales sort of defend you down, play off your errors. You know, like Wales isn't going to really cut loose and just completely hammer you when they're in the driver's seat like even when they were sort of at their best sort of 2018-2019 so yeah I think Wales are I hate to say it but I think Wales are probably trending upwards Ireland actually looked alright I think it's gonna uh, I think they gotta move on from Sexton though like I yeah I'll do 34, 35. But he, he plays old as well. Like, yeah, I, I just, I just feel he's maybe he's still the best now, but he's not going to be the best in two, three years. Let's say that. Like, I think you, you got to be a bit forward-looking. And the commentators are even saying, like, they basically just have to say, pick someone, say, okay, this is our ten, and then work on that guy. Because they sort of have, they have, uh, what's his name, Carberry, they have um, Burns, then they have one other young guy, or youngish guy. 
the thing is, none of them are even that young anymore because Sexton sort of overstayed his welcome a bit. Um, yeah, so they they got to sort it out. That new fullback of theirs is really good, though. Uh, Keenan, I think. Um, sorry, can you guys hear me? Yeah, no, yes. I heard that. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, sorry. We, we were just letting you. We he made some really nice breaks for the bat from the back. Not good balanced runner. Didn't see him kick a huge amount, but I, I assume he can kick most of the Irish guys can. So, yeah, mm. should be good. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll see. I don't think, to me, I would put Ireland at a similar level to like Scotland now. Same with Wales. Like I think it's going to be a very close Six Nations, Just... especially amongst the, amongst the home nations. I still think England will come out on top of them. Yeah. If, if they can and not of France. Oh, on top of the home nations. The, ah. Yeah. France to walk it. But, and then like second no, place being an yeah, ugly bum fight. The thing is, France, France, at, they, they're good, but they're still French. So I feel at some point they're going to they're gonna drop a game. They're going to French it. Yeah. And England did take a losing bonus point against Scotland. Yeah, true. So I think when we, when we factor that in, I still think England have a relatively good chance of winning the Six Nations. Yeah. Meh. But I think it'll well, be a bit like a, a Pyrrhic victory. It'll be like uh, when New Zealand run, won the rugby championship, but everyone kind of knew that they'd been given a bit of a bloody nose. Yeah. Mm. Um, us. So the sorry, if, if we finish with those, I was wondering, when does New Zealand, when does Super Rugby Aotearoa, that starts a week after... Uh, Australia. Good question. Should really know. Super AP. Because I know we. Because yep. the Aussies are starting with their warm-up games. I was just looking, re-looking at those two teams that full posted. Are those the proper? Are they proper warm-up game teams? Oh well, yeah. So it's Brumbies and Force are playing each other this weekend. No, no, I know, but like, like the the first round of warm-up games that it was like. You know, random, random guys. Yeah, but like the Brumbies, the Brumbies. I mean, I think I would argue that this is much probably like between ten and thirteen of the players that like Mitch picked for his starting fifteen for the Brumbies. Okay, Mitch pretty much picked the exact starting fifteen. Yeah, like it's Slipper, Fienga, Alatoa, Swain, Neville, Valentini, Brown, okay, yeah, so Samu, this is, White. This is, like this is the, the proper one, Mike. Yeah. I just don't know who this. Like they're ten, Pasio. Pasitoa, I don't, I'm not familiar with that cat. And 12. Iona, Iona, maybe? And 13, actually, this. Yeah, they've got a weird midfield, but everyone else seems familiar. Well, to answer your question, round one in New Zealand is on the 26th February. 26th. I think, yeah, I think we're excluding the first Aussie round. Yeah, we're doing. So. Yeah, we're doing basically we're running I think the twelve weeks where everyone's we're not gonna do the first Aussie round and we're not doing I think the last Aotearoa round. Yeah. Yeah, because they're like a week apart. They're starting with like a week's difference between the two. Why did they do that? Fuck knows, cause because it, it's gonna become a fuck up when they realise maybe when they do the Trans Tasman, everyone's got to come to like it gives a week for that's what I don't know 
I don't know how it's supposed to work with the teams moving across borders because I'm assuming they can't jump over and rest and thingy for two weeks every time. Yeah. So maybe it's... But I wonder if this is done sort of speculatively if they just hope there's going to be like a dispensation. I think there was... So they, I think... I'm speaking under correction, but I think there is like a travel dispensation between New Zealand and Australia already. I think specifically they say, like New Zealand, okay, that. Okay. I think that does exist. Because, yeah, I mean, even the force team looks fun. I mean, there's some classic mm. force names like Carl Godwin. He could potentially be a math center. Huh? I'm, I'm looking at it. It's it's about as Tom English as a name can get without being Tom English. Yeah, that, that, Carl that, Godwin. Isn't he? He's Zimbabwean or something. Yeah. Oh, Christ. Yeah. Done. They've also oh, got Lazana starting at six, which is also kind of interesting for me. He's a lot of fun. He's high energy. Yeah, he is, but he's also high, he can also be high penalties. <laughs> Just nature of the job, yeah. Oh, here's a piece of news I didn't see. Dane Cole's hints that this might be his last season. Yeah, probably. That makes sense. He's he's been playing for like many many a year. Yeah, but of the last I'm five, he's he probably taken... played two. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Dane Cole's ten seasons, eight games. Yeah, no, like the last five years have been yeah. ridiculous. Like I don't think he's. I think the most game time he got was last season in our draft league. Like the previous ones were just. Uh, yeah, and he was like my first pick. I traded him away. <laughs> you know, Phil did. He sent me an email from a trade we did in 2019. <laughs> and he just said such. What did he say? He said, um, "I was like, you know, so the other day this morning, just thinking about life, I just see this email from Phil, team to team trade. I'm like, oh really?" And he said, the stuff of legend, when I traded him <laughs> Samu Karevi for, and Stardy McKenzie for David Havili and Okanya. Um, oh, so the bats are kicking in. Oh, the banter starts early, but I'm glad you're sharing just your face palm. Yeah. Well, I told him, hey, it was a pretty good deal at the time. Come on. Yeah. Mm. No, it wasn't. <laughs> Ben, I was thinking like he was the best center in the league. Best, you traded away the best center in the league. Best player in the game, actually. Was he the top scoring player? Let alone best center. He was, yeah. Well, um, did I did. Yeah, when Adam oh. got rid of Karevi. Yeah, because he just had a, you know, had a gut feeling. Yeah, like a gut yeah. feeling that Karevi was on a downward trend. He was in the he was in the dip. He was like, "Yeah, sell in the dip. Buy <laughs> buy at the peak. Sell in the dip." <laughs> Fucking Wall Street bets over here. I feel like Karevi's got like 56, 58, 52, 52. He's dropping. He's losing it. Time to get value and leave. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, baby, we should have asked you to do, do pick the names. Because you wouldn't have known who submitted what. That would be an ultimate justice. Or is that too no, much pressure? No, I think, I think we all talk. Like, I, I think know. I could. Like I, Alex... think I could. I think if I looked at the names, I would be able to tell six of the eight people who picked the names. Oh, that's not good. Yeah. No, no, well, Alex, obviously, he just, he's too open with his names. But... I mean, Alex, yeah, Alex is when you just have to pick one of the six that are on thingy at the moment. 
on Twitter. Yeah, but do you think he's gonna go for the one that Beast chose? Oh, the Beast vote. Yeah, Beast voted. What did Beast choose? Um, I'm going to Twitter. Let me go look quickly. Alex, Alex tagged Beast. Christ, I Why headphones. did he tag Beast? Because he wanted he wanted he wanted to signal Beastie's tweet. Mm, da, 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 da. Uh, Beast voted for. Uh, where is it? I think Beast voted for. Okay. Hey you, get off my McLeod. Jusex McKenzie, Raiders lost Clark. Make America take again is probably, probably the strongest choice. I voted Jusex McKenzie on that one. <laughs> Is okay, we're drifting it, but is there any other news? No, oh, news is quiet, and that's why I was just thinking we should start doing our speculation towards Super Rugby. Seeing as I think next week's going to be the one before our actual draft, because mm. our draft I think is the following weekend, if my math yes. is right. So this is like the week between drafts. Should we do like an ideal dream draft team then? We can discuss it on air next week. I could do that. I'm also yeah. going to discuss first eight picks, as well. Yeah, that's well, I, think, I, think, I think we I think we should we should pick the the fifteen players who we think will top score. Are, yeah, yeah. Who who do we think is going to be the dream team at the end of the season? Yeah, ah, there you go. And the, then we should pick the fifteen players we reckon guys are going to regret picking early <laughs> yes I love that one and it's going to be me yeah. and it's like half my fucking back line yeah because you could just get it get it Oak's head yeah no definitely I like that I'm I'm down for that and uh, yeah that'd be fun so everyone I think we can end on that with something for everyone to look forward to mm. No, I agree. Sorry, sorry, I didn't mean to steer there for you, Adam. <laughs> Just no. take over the captain's armband there for a second. No, it's all, it's all about so someone. someone this, is a, this, this is a democratic platform. Oh, so are we one of those democratic forums where the bodies are buried underneath the ground? No, I'm a benevolent leader. Do you recognize Ben as a full member yet, or is he still guest? Oh, he's just no, Adam, did, did you Yeah, think your comment was... was uh, yeah, you were pretty offended. <laughs> no, Ben's a full member. I oh, was really? speaking no. in jest. Oh, oh, it was locker room talk. <laughs> oh, you're one of those benevolent leaders with locker room talk. <laughs> Noted. <laughs> so that's why your mom didn't let a... you play rugby when you were small, or when you were a kid, because your hands were too small, and you had bone spurs. Uh, I think my hands were, like, pretty pretty average i just think she didn't want me to get stuck my upbringing long story short she just didn't want us to get hurt which is fair i mean that's why she let you play keeper at hockey yeah that was pretty good actually um play without a neck guard i felt very brave nice. so, did, yeah. did you gain some advantage by playing without a neck guard yeah more mobility more mobility than my neck yeah your head's like on a swivel at least then you like you can't yeah but that's the main reason. I mean, you could play with the neck guard. It's just more uncomfortable. Uh, um, I mean, thinking back, maybe not the best idea. But uh, I got over that after playing goalie at varsity for a year. That was rough. Got, like, dropped into third. Really, I played okay for a few games. and had a really bad game. Got dropped to the fourth team, the occasionals. 
you know, where you rock up, everyone's hungover and that sort of thing. It was just my type of team. It was great. It's essentially sounds like sounds like you live for it. Sounds like pretty much. Sounds like my Rhodes rugby career is playing for like twenty one Bs in seconds. Like that's how that's how weak the pool was. Like by seconds, they were like, "Fuck it, guys, we all smashed." I want to say like seconds at UCT was like like semi professional. No, ours ours was pretty pretty average. I played a second side for Rhodes. I think our squad Ben was sixteen. We had a dude on the bench. <laughs> what position was he? Fuck, I got it. He was a backline player because none of us forwards got rotated out. <laughs> but, but who did you? Uh, uh, was he literally the worst player who played rugby at Rhodes, or was there a third? No, I, think, I can't remember. I, it wasn't even that. No, he played like, like local teams. It was a, it was a, um, a day after a rough sock event. Adam, for context. Oh Jesus! Yeah, Raf Soccer just in short to everybody. It's uh, people just get really, 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 really drunk. I remember my first Raf Sock. I had beer cans thrown at me. wasn't great. So yeah, when the bus my wife just pulled the face. When the bus Sorry? stopped to pull, uh, when the bus stopped to pick the rest of us up after they'd picked up all the cats from up on the hill, like three oaks just put their head out the window and just painted the side of the bus quickly. <laughs> yeah, well, Rhodes Cricket was also the same. He pickups up like half drunk. I mean, I got pulled out of a game to go play cricket in Port Alfred, hang on, hammer the night before because I wasn't going to play. And they were players short. They couldn't find their one player. This is like the road's second cricket team, or the two of them. So I just ended up playing for them just because I was a spare body in the same race as a guy on the team. Sounds about right. Yeah. What did you go? Yeah. Did, you score, did you score 100? No, I made. Th- I think I made like two. Or duck. Actually, no, probably a duck, to be quite honest. I think I got up for a duck. Yeah. And bowl just fielded um yeah well it wasn't great but on on that bonding over note i guess we, we we can wrap up um yeah we're gonna check draft mostly next week in a bit of six nations if there's if there is any uh so yeah i'll chat six nations uh ben a key member of the cohort here thank you so much for joining us we couldn't do it without you yeah adam thank thank you for joining us like yeah. You know what? We, we appreciate when you occasionally show up. Matthew, thank you very much for, for joining us. Pleasure. I don't know why I got the full surname, full name because I suppose you can't. Ben isn't a Benjamin, so I suppose you can't. Mm. Are you Benjamin? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, on that note. Oh, no, it's Alex. It isn't an Alexander. No, Alex isn't an Alexander. He's just tar. Yeah. On that note. Uh, that's going to wrap it up for this episode of Elite Rugby Banter. If you have been listening, thank you so much for doing so. We very much appreciate it. We will be back next week with uh, more Six Nations talk and draft. Thanks for listening. <laughs>